am a um, independent advisor in global health innovation. Can I have uh, my presentation, please? Yeah, that's not my presentation. Tori? My presentation? Sure, I will. But you won't get anything. <laughs> okay. Right. Oh, ah, there we are. Great. Lovely. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for uh, solving that, Tori, and thank you for inviting me here today. Uh, as I said, I'm an independent advisor in global health innovation. I'm affiliated with a number of organizations. I think they cover more or less a 360-degree view of digital health and global health innovation. Uh, they include the World Bank, UNICEF, uh, the World Health Organization, the European Commission, uh, who uh, worked as an expert for, uh, well, 20 years almost, uh, University College London, Edison Accelerator, G Healthcare, and, of course, IEEE Standards Association. Um, when I say I, it covers a 360-degree, uh, I'm actually referring to what we're witnessing now happening uh, in, in, in building public-private social uh, um, partnerships uh, to accelerate digital health innovation and solve the many lingering problems that we're dealing with in healthcare. So, um, we, we, Tom said earlier that uh, uh, um, Stephen uh, stole his, uh, his thunder. If I was in the thunder business, I would be bankrupt by now because I think that you covered everything. So I could go straight to the final slide, and, and you know, which is my selling point for today. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. I will try to go through and find the added value. And, and uh, added value there is because what I want to talk to you about is uh, resource recycling, recycling and, and thinking about an ecosystem that can, uh, you know, imagine yourselves thinking you're in an ecosystem for digital health development. All of a sudden you're, you know, transported into the helicopter. You, you go up and you see, you realize suddenly that the world is made up of different little ecosystems, a bit of a Matrix movie, and when you thought that you were inside the ecosystem, you realized that you were not. You're actually inside a tunnel vision uh, perception of uh, what the world is doing to innovate. So what we want to do is we want to unite those perspectives and, and, and agree on how we can move forward uh, to a future of uh, digital first or digital second, it doesn't matter. So what is that uh, approach? The approach is uh, to uh, build a health data value supply chain. And, you know, in the beginning, a few of the concepts might uh, seem a bit foreign or a bit excessive, but gradually you'll start to see your presentations or the presentations that came before me uh, in, in, inside this presentation and, and hopefully a unification, a message to unify them together at the end. So um, what is data value? Well, the NHS calculates, NHS England, which is a part of the NHS actually, uh, calculates that uh, data is worth about five billion uh, in terms of 2019 market uh, uh, value. So that's, you know, uh, um, a lot of money. And, and this is probably uh, the tip of the iceberg. It, uh, my, my understanding is that most of the value, most of the things we don't see are the rest of the iceberg. So God knows how much value we're actually uh, talking about. Um, uh, so let's have a look uh, at the, the value, some of the value supply chain uh, um, uh, key principles. Now, the value supply chain covers entire uh, health and life sciences or translational precision medicine, 
life cycle, the whole thing from uh, sensing, acting, uh, observing, studying, and going back to healthcare again to, to, to repeat the cycle. Um, we need to ask ourselves, is value distributed equitably, symmetrically, and how? Um, uh, in what ways is this important? So uh, are we uh, reinventing democracy here uh, on the basis of, of data, or is it important that we all share the same value of data? Uh, are there information symmetry nuances across the value supply chain? So we need to consider things like bias or inclusion and, and equity or in access to, uh, to data. How does everyone benefit from uh, uh, cancelling uh, information asymmetry? Is the value supply chain in health, um, healthcare and life sciences enabled and sustainable? Is innovation integra an integral part of the current value supply, supply chain uh, or ecosystem? And what is the role of telehealth in all of this? So um, uh, let's have a look at the, 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 the definition of, of a circular economy uh, uh, to start with and then go into some figures about why this is relevant, why we should start thinking about the circular economy in data, a circular economy in innovation, and a circular economy uh, in, in healthcare. Uh, the retention of, data, of, of the data product as an asset adds new asset classes to the initial use. That's, that's the idea of value through recycling uh, in data assets. So this coupled with the logic of total product liability uh, links reducing environmental impact to better design, more intelligent use phases, and further industry consolidation or collaboration across the value chain. You saw that happening in the U.S. a lot over the past 10 years. Consolidation was a thing. Value was being produced by uh, uh, health systems uh, uh, collecting the power and value of, of, of data for different uses. And, and really, what, what this description of uh, the, the total product liability is about uh, and adding new uh, data assets to existing data assets um, is about continu continuity of care. Um, you know, this is, this is what uh, doctors do in practice. This is what uh, data has to uh, follow with. So uh, data value comes from equity. The issue of safeguarding the value of data resonates with, with concerns about the equitable and inclusive distribution of profit uh, from public assets. There is a, a group of physicians in the UK who recently published uh, in the BMJ an analysis saying that failing, failing to protect health data is valuable, valuable public assets risks uh, making taxpayers pay both to develop and to use novel technologies further entrenching the costly model of discovery and innovation observed in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, a, a week ago, I was in, in a conference where uh, the, the, the biggest pharmaceutical industry players were, were present, the, the biggest companies were present, and they you know, assured me that if they could find a mechanism with which they could share data and they could share data value, they would be more than happy uh, to work together. So the question is, why is uh, uh, the healthcare industry so concerned about what happens with their data and why are they so concerned about uh, equitable use of the data and, and the, da the wealth that is produced from the data. With regard to, to ethics and, and, and uh, information asymmetry, another group from within the European health system, they're observing that there's a problem with disease endotyping. So when we create phenotypes, uh, the, the, the experiential observation of disease, and we start digging into systems medicine models, so you know, the parameters that define disease in, in more accurate ways 
where AI can be implemented and, and digital health can be implemented. We have a problem because although data exists in abundance, uh, we can't agree about how we end-type disease, so we can't agree about how we define specific disease uh, profiles. Some are wrong, some are not so uh, wrong, uh, some are biased, and, and this bias uh, causes concerns uh, as far as interpretations are concerned of the data and, and, and the uh, uh, way they can lead to uh, under or over diagnosis and uh, under or over uh, treatment. So you see that the, the concern uh, spans the, the whole spectrum of fear about where data can lead, uh, about you know asymmetry, about value the, uh, distribution, uh, and, and error in in, in um, diagnosis and treatment. Um, so let's have a look at a couple of uh, uh, reports about AI, for example, uh, data in, in digital health is is a big issue now because it feeds AI. And, and you know AI without data doesn't exist. So two reports uh, which are big and, and quite heavy in terms of their opinion, uh, is one of them is the Stanford Institute for Human-Centered AI um, index report which comes every year. The other one is the Council of Europe Steering Committee for Human Rights and Biomedicine and Health. Both reports gets a very, uh, you know, not a very good picture of AI uh, and, and its current situation. Uh, one of them says AI vision has reached a plateau, so we're not making any progress as far as that is concerned. Reasoning is still a frontier of AI and investment is off the hook. So what this report basically says is that AI does nothing for us, there's no way forward, but we still keep pouring loads of money into AI. The other report says that AI deplo deployment in care remains nascent, clinical efficacy has been established for few apps compared to reported research activity and performance generalization from trials to clinical practice is largely unproven. So scaling is clearly a problem. We, we, can, we can come up with a really impressive innovation, but when it comes to actually expanding its use uh, uh, in, in, in my practice or other practices around me, uh, it, it stops working. Now, if we were to measure this scaling problem uh, with, with some sort of standardized uh, benchmark system, uh, the uh, Johns, uh, Johns Hopkins uh, University School of Medicine did a very interesting, uh, developed a very simple idea and a very simple um, uh, system to do that. Um, they, they developed something called the clinical robustness score for startups uh, using uh, data that came from FDA and clinicaltrials.gov. So this is regulatory filings and, and, and permission to, to carry out clinical trials. And, and they, they marked the, the startups with... Um, uh, those two uh, parameters. And uh, what they found is 70% uh, of the startups and companies got a score of zero to three, which is not exactly very acceptable if you consider that the score goes up to, uh, 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 I can't remember, quite high actually. Um, and, and only eight to nine percent of the startups had the score of eight to 10 plus. Okay, so um, yeah, we, we need to get away from this picture because what we're saying is we're, we're struggling to build continuity of care in healthcare, we're struggling to make healthcare more trusted and, and reliable, but the data we use and the innovation that feeds off the data to help me do that doesn't perform. So we have a little bit of a problem there. So how can we restore this value supply chain? Um, I, I present to you that we should need, uh, need to do two very simple things. One of them is to, resource, uh, to recycle resources, to build value through recycling, so create new asset classes as the definition went before and achieve that through a new telehealth paradigm. Um, 
let's have a look at the uh, um, uh, COVID. Uh, wind back two years and look at the, 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 the pandemic, the first stage of the pandemic. We, we all knew we didn't have any data. Uh, right. I mean, you know, now we are we are certain that we're doing really well. But only two years ago, or a year and a half ago, we had no data. We felt very insecure about our intelligence of the environment, of the clinical epidemiology that was unfolding around us. So, what that innovation that saved the day uh, uh, was the vaccination strategy uh, with the assistance of new technologies being tested. So the innovation there had was a strategy of achieving a 70% vaccination coverage, prioritizing specific groups like the, the, the vulnerable populations. Yeah, and, and um, uh, mandates was the policy, regulation uh, was uh, the emergency, uh, use authorization, innovation standard was the mRNA and other technologies. Now, when it came to actually measuring the results we got out of that, we failed to have access to data widely in the US and other parts of the world, because why? Because Although we were building other innovations like telehealth triage or AI prediction or drug discovery, at the same time, the digital ecosystem was not working. Uh, so we couldn't you know, share the data. We couldn't have access to common data. The reason for this is that there's something called the uh, uh, innovators predicament or the egocentric predicament, which simply says that when you innovate, when you produce something in the innovation space, uh, you only see your view the tunnel vision. You don't see the big picture. So you fail to see the actual temporal reality and impact. You only calculate what the temporal reality will be down the line and you produce your innovation based on that prediction. So what we end up with is a picture of wonderful uh, 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 contributions in terms of digital innovation uh, in medical care, in, in community health, in population health, and in, first, uh, in digital first and digital care. So, you know, you can scan through that, appointment schedules, measurement, self-care, pharmacovigilance, uh, grassroots social governance programs, patient support programs, uh, new uh, version of them, remote uh, triaging. You know, they're all there. And, and, and there's so many of those uh, innovative uh, programs running. But imagine if we could bring all those together into one innovation ecosystem, because now what we get is this. We get a load of carbon sources. We get antimicrobial resistance programs, uh, problems. We get over-medicalization, low or no value care, high-risk cost, low-benefit treatments. Uh, and, and, you know, all those things that we keep reading about that we need to solve, but we cause with digital means. So how can we get out of that situation? Well, you know, a new connected innovation paradigm. This is a vehicle to greed idea that you, you know, share the energy inside uh, electric vehicles uh, to power the grid and then, you know, use the same energy when you need it. The same thing that can happen to, to connect innovation uh, for carbon reduction. So value-based care can be realized, radiology screening AI, remote triaging AI, and all that eventually uh, helps us contribute to uh, uh, sustainable development goals, three billion targets, digital diplomacy, and global collaboration. Uh, major green initiatives, uh, I just haven't got the time to, to take you through all this uh, today. Uh, 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 but what I do want to introduce as a concept is the concept of data liquidity. So uh, the gentleman before me mentioned GDPR. GDPR is a very small part uh, of the uh, uh, um, data sharing enablement. Uh, on top of that, we need to build, build interoperability, but what is missing is we need to deliver liquidity, and liquidity is uh, the, 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 uh, 
the, 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 the ability to build, to recycle data and build value uh, through recycling of data. Uh, so if we look at the software angle, which is the portability, the GDPR uh, side of things, what we need to do is standardize and, and, and develop a policy for data sharing. Uh, that would then approach uh, uh, this iceberg of open science and fair principles in the EU. So contribution of, of output data as output uh, uh, in, in one channel that goes from connected grassroots, in, grassroots innovation all the way to translational users to solve their symmetry problem. Now, the, 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 the model for telehealth to achieve that would rely on interaction, connection and outreach. So uh, uh, every uh, um, telehealth uh, uh, innovation should aim to deliver those so that we can deliver value, trust and equity. We, trying to uh, respect Tori's uh, uh, limitations in time, uh, we are building, uh, I have founded and, and, and chairing the Entrepreneur Standards Association, uh, a, a group that is planning to do just that. Um, uh, to um, uh, recycle data assets uh, for value-based care. So this group is going to explore the development of open standards for data capture and recycling to telehealth systems. And uh, uh, the idea is to build uh, phenotyping uh, standards um, that can be uh, uh, used across the industry so that everyone can share an ecosystem. I'm really sorry that I can't give you more information. If uh, that rings any bell, what I presented to you today, please do reach out uh, and find a way in which you can participate in this standards integrator at uh, uh, Thank you. Hello. Hello.